most wonderful show is Keeping Up With The Joneses. Welcome to episode 172 of Keeping Up With The Joneses. This week we're joined by our friends Tink and Sam, all the way from Melbourne, Australia. But first, AJ Jones, tell me about your week. Oh, it was a good week, wasn't it? I mean, I suppose we always say that, but it yeah. was. It was a good week. Let's have some, let's have a bad week. Oh, it was a terrible week. <laughs> no, let's not have a terrible week. No, let's not. Yeah. It was a great week. Mm-hmm. I taught in brain science this week. You did, on year, on year two. It's one of my favorite weeks because it, it's a relatively new teaching for me, so it's it's always fun Yeah, to teach something new-ish. And it's the week that I use more videos than any other week of any other year of teaching. Yes, and the videos are quite fun, aren't they? Yeah, if if you're like, mm, I'd like to hear about neuroplasticity or how to change your brain or the effect of sleep and stress on my brain, I actually have a page of on our website of all the videos I use teaching. I'll put a link in the show notes, and you can, um, you you can waste a lunchtime. Well, not waste a lunchtime, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, it wouldn't be a waste. It'd be great. Here's a bunch of videos you can watch. Some fun, all of them interesting, and yeah, have fun with that. So that was that Monday night though. You taught at Emony. I did. On a sermon topic, I can't believe you taught on. I know, it was a shock to me, too. Never thought I'd talk about it. Uh, the Catholic Church. And, yeah. No, I, I spoke uh, using illustrations from... From the end times. Yes. Well, and Mario Kart. <laughs> yes. No, but for real, yeah. you did a whole message on... Well, not on Mario Kart, but using Mario Kart as your illustration. Yes, yeah, Mario Kart was my illustration. Mario Kart. Well, I call it Mario Kart. I don't know what I call it. I'm all over the place. Mario Kart, Mario Kart. Well, when I said Mario, everybody went Mario. So well, that's because he says it's a me, a Mario. Oh, it's a, um, oh. it's a long a, a Mario, Mario Kart. Yeah, now Mario it sounds Kart. weird to me See? any other way. Mario Kart. But yeah, you spoke on. Uh, I was just flabbergasted. Mm-hmm. And you went and got screenshots. You played the game in preparation Dude, for the sermon. I'm not messing around here. And you got video? And I did. I filmed me playing, which was actually really hard to press a button. It is. While you're trying to, like, to capture the screen, while you're trying to illustrate what, you know, I'd be like, oh, I have a green shell. This is one of the things I need to illustrate. I'm trying to press a button, and then I end up letting go of the green shell while I'm trying to press a button. And anyway, it was, yeah. I'm not as skilled at Mario Kart as some others are. You mm. you, you got some captures for me, though, that I couldn't get. Yeah, but it was fun homework. You were like, go play that level. You know the level names now. I'm like, you know, going <laughs> camping has produced amazing dividends in our marriage. Yeah, come on. Well, you know, you speak my love language, I'll speak yours. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was good. You know what else was fun? What? You got your iPhone on Monday. I did. Scheduled for November 20-something delivery. Yeah. But it arrived on Monday. It did. Tell me your iPhone 10 review. Oh, my iPhone 10 review. I really like it. I like Face ID. Um, That's I, unlocking with your face rather than your thumbprint. Yes. So, because my thumbprint often didn't work for me, I think because I burnt my finger so much when I was serving tables, often thumbprint things are, they're hit and miss for me. But my face, I didn't burn while serving. So it works just fine. <laughs> Does that mean I will no longer look over and see you punching in your pin? Well, yes. Because you would punch in your, I, I, it would, I had no answers. So you like face ID? Yes. But I'm just telling you, my thumbprints, they're kind of gone. Remember when we went to go get our green cards, they had such a hard time getting my prints. I remember. Okay. But face so, ID you like, what else do yes. you like? Um, I like the big screen. I like I like how colorful it is. It's a beautiful screen. Oh, it's such a nice screen. Do you like the fact it's a smaller physical device? I the plus? do. It fits in my pocket way better. Cameras? Uh, beautiful. Lighting? Beautiful. 
I love it. Great, great phone. So no regrets. No regrets. What about, I've had a lot of people ask me, should I upgrade? And I tell them no, because I don't want to be blamed later when they're like, this thing doesn't work like the old one. So, and you know, like 95% of it is the same as the old one. Well, that's not even true. Maybe 85% of it is the same, but the most common action you did on your old iPhone was pressing the home button to go home, and there is no home button. Did that throw you? Well, like for a day, but now I'm totally used to it. Yeah. So I can't I can't navigate it quite as fast as I could the old one, but give me another week and I'll probably be fine. So, yeah, I really like it. All right, great. Yeah, it's good. Good. Then Mama and Papa came to town. Yeah, they got here on Friday. Bless them, their flight was delayed, so they got here Really early Saturday morning. <laughs> Poor we're, sweethearts. We're talking about John and Carol Arnett, our spiritual parents, um, two of our heroes, two of our favorite people, the people we used to live with and travel with, are in town. They're, they were taught at Grace Center this morning. Yep. And wrecked the place, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then they're teaching at the school. This is what I love about the school. I love when people from Grace Center come to say a Sunday are like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Or come to a conference and get a couple of sessions be like, that's amazing. And I'm like, yeah. And if you did the school, you'd get a whole week with them. You'd get six more sessions with them. And so just tonight at dinner, we were talking about, you know, what what do you want us to do tomorrow? And I'm like, and they're talking about what they want to share. And I'm like, I'm so excited for our students. This is amazing. So yeah, it's going to be so good. Yet another reason to come do the School of Supernatural Life. There you go. Applications are actually open. Babe. They are. Yeah. Yep, we already have applications for both year one and year two. So if you've been thinking about it, I know. now's the time to apply. Plenty of time to fundraise. Yeah, what, what? A uh, bunch of birthdays in our house this week. Yep. It was MJ's birthday on Wednesday. Who's five? He is. He's so sweet. Oh, he's unbelievable. Just so earnest. Uh, and we had his birthday party here on Saturday. So that was that was very fun. They just basically had a Mario Kart competition and then a dance party competition then we did pizza cake open presents and off you go yeah it went pretty quick for two hours of noise it did it did but it, children it, are loud they're so loud oh my gosh yeah but it, he was thrilled he was just over the moon he loved it i've never seen anybody so excited for 12 dollars worth of party decorations, decorations yeah I'm like, $12 buys a lot of joy in yeah. a little boy. Yeah. We just kitted the whole party out in Spider-Man, except the gift bags. They'd ran out of, sp- legitimately, I went to Walmart, picked up, you know, the, the, the supplies, you know, Spider-Man plates, Spider-Man tablecloth, Spider-Man balloon, Spider-Man, what do you call them, the hang right. from the ceiling. Yeah. Spider-Man wall decorations says happy birthday. And then I bought like party favors, you know, the, the cheap nonsense that you put in a bag and kids seem to like. And so that's great, but I didn't have any party bags. And yeah. so I searched high and low, no party bags. The only choice was Paw Patrol or Batman. And I'm thinking, I can't do Paw Patrol, but I'm actually more inclined to do Paw Patrol than I am Batman because of the whole Marvel DC comics. Uh, okay, but it was a superhero party, so they none of them caught that. It, it only bothered you. Well, that's what makes me worry about the youth of America. None of them <laughs> caught it. Like we're in, but we had Batman here and Spider Man together playing. Well, this was the weird thing. I was not, I was not aware that you'd invited everybody to come dress as superheroes. So when the first child showed up, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this child's going to feel like a moron at the party because we didn't (laughs) didn't dress any of our kids." Told you, you did not. I did, and I said to MJ, "Do you want to dress up in one of your outfits?" And he's like, "No, I just want to wear my Batman shirt." 
So well, I was not prepared for that. So all these kids showed up, and I was like, "Oh, they're gonna feel so dumb." And then I was like, "Oh, wait, no, this was probably a thing, and I just didn't know about it." Yeah, yeah, it was a thing. And then we did some family pictures, which I have to say went brilliantly. It I did. I pause because oftentimes family, maybe it's just because our kids are older. In the times before when we tried to do family photos, I'm just like, I'm not sure this is worth it. Right. I think we should just Photoshop our kids in. You know, just go with some mannequins and a green screen and then later just do some Photoshop magic because it was torture historically. I don't understand how your brain works, but okay. Yeah. What do you mean you don't understand how my brain works? Well, just so many things are curious to me. Keep going. It's all good. But anyway, it worked great. Yeah. And they look stunning. Yeah. And we'll just drown your social media feed, no no doubt. You'll see them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Our main topic this week, our good friend Sam and Tinker here. Last time you guys were on the show was episode 58, which is like a hundred and something episodes ago. It was decades ago. Right. Wow. You were, if I remember correctly, and I should because I just listened to your episode earlier, you guys had were telling the story of how you ended up going to Australia and you hadn't yet gone. You were just heading your way out. So I thought it'd be fun to catch up to find out how has it all worked out? How long have you been in Australia for? Uh, two years now, I think, two since that half. episode. Two and a half, yeah. Good night. And so if you haven't met these guys, um, guys, introduce yourselves. Tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, and what you do for a living. Well, I'm Sam McLeod. I'm actually from Tennessee. I grew up in Smyrna. Woohoo! Yeah. It's a nice little redneck <laughs> town right outside of Nashville. Yeah. Nashville. <laughs> yeah. And that's me. Uh, um, Tink, do you want to say who you are? Mm-hmm. No, you introduced me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she is Tink. She I'm is. Tink. I was um, raised in Houston and then moved to Nashville when I was 16. And then that's when I met Sam. And we've been together ever since. And everyone calls you Tink. Yeah. Does your mom call you Tink? My mom calls me Tinky. It started as Tinky when I was born. And then So Tinky- that's where Tink came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Literally the day I was born, they were like, let's call her Tinky. And then I was kind of embarrassed of it when I was growing up. But then all my friends picked up on it, and then my teachers picked up on it, and here I am. Tink. Tink. Or Tinkalicious, as I like to call it. Tinkalicious. Mm-hmm. Or Chitinkwa. Mm-hmm. You should pick one. <laughs> oh, yeah. When I was in school, people would be like, is that your real name? And I'm like, no, my real name's Chitinkwa. And then I'd keep the straightest face. They'd never know. Yeah. That's perfect. It was her MySpace name for a long time. Moment of silence for MySpace. R.I.P. MySpace. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys, we met you through Emanate first of all. Hmm. Then you both came into the school of supernatural life at various times, and then you were both staff with us as well. Yep. And then, as the story unfolds, you ended up moving to Australia to live with a couple of prophets. And uh, tell us about that. The last two years, what what difference between America and Australia? Go. Wow. Hmm, There's a lot of differences. It's kind of the same, but just upside down. So the seasons are all backwards. Like it's coming into, it's fall here, right? So it's spring in Australia at the moment. Christmas is at summertime, which is really weird. Right. Um, That would be weird. How do you make snowmen? We don't. We make sandmen. Sandmen? (laughs) Really? (laughs) No, we don't. (laughs) We could, potentially. You can make snow, though. I mean, that's also crazy. There's like snow on on a mountain in Australia. So that's there. Yeah. What are some other differences? Uh, I mean, there's little language things that were hard for us at first. I don't know if you guys know this term, ta. No. Ta basically is like an exchange that they say to kids, and that got really confusing. So we, you're just supposed to just say ta when you receive something. Like thanks. Yeah, like thanks. Yeah, it's like, that's oh. a Welsh thing. Yeah. Is it? Because yeah. I thought so. it was half of ta, ta. 
Like ta-ta, so, Like ta-ta. So when I would hand people <laughs> things, I felt like I had to finish the ta. So they'd be like ta, I'd be like ta <laughs> to them as well. And then and they'd they just would look, look at, at us like funny. we were crazy. <laughs> but so it's little things like that. What about thongs? Oh, yeah. We were warned we, about that. We were warned, yeah, we were warned about a couple of things. Explain for our podcast listeners who don't know what thongs are. Flip-flops. If you're from America. Yeah. If you're from Australia, you know what it is. Uh, Gary said something the other day with Abigail in the room. She, he said, I'm going to go put on my thongs. And Sarah, <laughs> Abby just looked at him like, you're going to do what? <laughs> He's like, flip-flops, flip-flops. <laughs> that is awesome. So what have you missed most about America? Mexican food. Just, oh wow, that was quick. Stop batting an eye. That is the thing <laughs> I miss. No pause for that. That is the thing I miss. I, I miss Mexican food. I also miss like the culture of America. How everyone's really celebratory. Mm, yeah, like they love to celebrate holidays and stuff. Not that Australians don't celebrate holidays, but it's really hype in America. It's that was the thing we has taken us years to get used to that. Yeah, Americans love to celebrate oh, that yeah. everything. A cultural mm-hmm. norm for yeah. me. So that makes sense. Yeah, so we would it would be like somebody's birthday or something and we would go all out and they'd be like, Oh yeah, it's my birthday. I'm like, but it's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> or even Look, we, we made a flash mob. <laughs> Sam, jump out of the cake now. It's just a normal response for us, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and fourth of July and Thanksgiving, those aren't things over there. So Yeah, we miss American holidays for yeah. sure. We just do our own little solo fourth of july yay, Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like from social media at least that I mean, you you guys are both high extroverts, high influencers. Love to be around people, mm-hmm. and you know, knowing you, the community that you had here, you had a ton of friends. You're the life and soul of parties. Everybody loved having you guys around. <laughs> and it looks like from social media that you firmly embedded yourself in that culture. Is that true, or is that just social media? Uh, not. At f- it was not easy at first. Really? So moving over to Australia, um, we kind of realized oh we have to start all over and meet new people but also i feel like it was the lord to bring us there to just be just us you know and and really grow in our marriage so we spent a lot of time focusing on us as a couple and that was really good for us we needed that totally talk about that let's just jump straight into your marriage (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) no we can yeah so I loved like having like a huge community here and I think that was the Lord too. But I think that in having a big community, sometimes it was easy to get distracted from, I guess, home life sort of things like in in terms of building like your family, building like a legacy, establishing like norms within your own little circle of family that being distracted in community, it was hard to focus on that. But when we went to Australia, we were removed from community completely and we had to discover, oh, we actually have to build a new community, but you know, what do actually we value? Cause we don't, we don't have anything else to do. We're super bored together. So let's figure out like what is actually our values together. And so I think being removed from everything was really helpful for us to really focus on our marriage and on each other. And yeah. That's fascinating being super intentional hmm. about what are your values. So what did you come up with? What are your, what are Sam and Tink's values? Well, quality touch and physical time. Oh my! <laughs> Every man. Every man. I'm just messing around. Well, we definitely um, got to sit down and look at our finances. Not totally. that we didn't hear, but right. we we were able to really plan and look ahead at what we wanted to do um, as far as build, creating a legacy and creating, you know, um, a savings and all that. And so we got to 
figure out that. And we really got to individually spend a lot of time with the Lord, which not that we couldn't do that here, but being in a new place, you're kind of forced to slow down. And in that being separated from everything, you know, we, we both were desperate for the Lord on in an individual way. And then Mm. we'd come together and it was like, like the Bible became 3d. Everything that we were learning was, was so much more intentional. Yeah. I think what was really handy as well is all the time we spent in the school. It was like being pumped full of like all this revelation and teaching and all this stuff. But when we were in the season we were just in like, or have been in, we really got a chance to unpack it all and put it to use in really practical ways. Like, boundaries you know how to be utterly awesome in everyday life those <laughs> things and what else, hearing god's voice all of it was amazing so good yeah yeah so it's funny that god took you literally to the other side of the world for you to find yourselves in a sense mm. because mm-hmm. it feels like you're more not that you weren't robust before but it feels like you're more you is that is that a good way of putting it um i think yeah definitely for for me i think that it's been a really growing time I for think me. For for both of us. No, just for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how you live sometimes in the shadow of how people perceive you. Wow. So well said, jeez. <laughs> so sometimes moving to a new culture, a new country where nobody has a preconceived notion of who you are, you actually get to work out who you are or redefine the perception of you Hmm. does that make sense or it's maybe even easier to say yes to what god's been saying about you because you're getting to define yourself for the first time with that group of people so it's probably easier to say oh yeah i'm going to stand up and be that person because you don't have the history of you know that you're worried that people are going to think you're trying to be something or whatever you know yeah 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 Mm. totally that's that's a really good point it makes me think too like because we're putting put in leadership positions so it was drawing out a lot of stuff in us that we didn't really know was there. And all of a sudden we're like, oh, I do know how to teach because I learned how to do this. And now I'm, it's being pulled on me. Oh, people are listening. I should prepare. And like you just find all these things that are there that you didn't know were there. Because the draw of being put in a leadership position, but also with all of the equipping that we got from you guys in the school. Yeah, I think... It was pretty amazing. We had Gary and Sarah here last week, and they were on the podcast, and we were asking them all about the School of Prophets, which they they were super honoring. They were like, actually, Sam and Tink came to us and said, hey, what's in your heart? And they've helped us launch it. So talk to us about the journey of you guys helping these guys launch School of Prophets, and talk, talk to me about your relationship with Gary and Sarah. What's it like being in relationship with super prophetic people. Do you just go to their house and go, you're fine, how am I? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you see? Show me all you see in me. Um, what yeah. is it like? I mean, well, with Gary and Sarah, we knew that going over there, our assignment was to serve them right. and to do whatever it was that we could to honor them and lift them up. And so, you know, working through the church and everything, we also wanted to help them um expand and and follow their dreams and so we kind of just sat down with them and we were like what do you guys want to do you know i know that you're leading a church and i know that this is definitely the call in your life but like is there anything that is like a dream that's on the back burner and then that's when they brought up the school they're like oh we'd love to do a school we just don't know how and we were like well i mean we could help you and then from there we just kind of um ballparked it (laughs) really started fleshing out a plan yeah (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. Do you realize what you set in motion for yourselves at that point? No. <laughs> uh-uh, no. So what you did, if the law of sowing and reaping is true, which it is, you basically just came to somebody and said, oh, I'd like to make your dreams come true. How can I serve you? So you set in motion for some point in the future, a young gifted couple to come to you guys and say, hey, w- what could we make possible for you? Thank you, Lord. Send them, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing when you sow your life into somebody else's vision, hmm. the life that comes from that. I can't wait to see what happens from you guys literally giving up everything yeah. to move countries to say, oh, I'd love to serve you. Talk to me about that because nobody loves to talk about serving. Like the least popular message I do is on the joy of serving, on the joy of submitting to leaders. And, uh, you know, AJ and I's testimony is that the 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 rapid advance that we've experienced in our personal and spiritual lives with the Lord, I would attribute to our application of the revelation the Holy Spirit gave us about submitting to healthy leaders. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You, you know, I'm seeing that in you guys too. Talk about that because that's unpopular, isn't yeah. it? Like Serving, hey, yeah. Well, it's serving or just, you know, saying no to your, because you're in your 20s. Right. This is your peak time for you to build your dream and your vision, and yet you chose to spend all that energy and time Hmm. on somebody else's vision. Talk to us about that, because that fascinates me. I mean, serving is like something we've picked up, I mean, even from you guys, like it's the the thing to do, like to go to where you want to go. I mean, so where you want to go, like all those things that, those one-liners that we know, so where you want to go, and uh, to be the greatest is to be the least kind of thing. I mean... I, and I I love that whole story. I think even Bill Johnson talked about it one time, saying, like, Jesus never rebuked the disciples for wanting to be great. He just said, to be great, be the least. So I guess in our heads, we're like, our vision will be revealed if we serve someone else's vision, especially if the Lord's calling us to do it. And I guess that's just a trust there kind of thing. Does that make sense? It does. Have you found joy in doing that? Yeah, I I think so. I found joy, a lot of other things. I mean, a lot of pain, but I guess the pain <laughs> becomes joy mm-hmm. over time. I think pain is unavoidable in right. life anyway. So you're going to have pain no matter what you're doing in, in right. some sense. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. whatever there, you do, there's yeah. tough seasons of life. There so. is pain in growing, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think what was good for us was that we had vision because vision totally. gives pain a purpose. And so the whole time that we were over there, we had a vision of we know that the Lord has called us to a great destiny, um, but our purpose is to be exactly where we were at. Destiny is to be great, but our purpose is to be a daughter and a son. Yeah, and totally. so in being daughters and being a daughter and a son, we were more than willing to serve. It was it was a joy to serve Gary and Sarah because we want to, you know, further the kingdom. It's not our assignment, it's the Lord's assignment. It's a bigger so, picture. Yeah. I bet you a million dollars, what's going to happen in about 20 years, is you guys are going to be somewhere, because he's great, and he's kind, and he's gracious. The Lord's going to give you the desires of your heart, and people are going to come along and say, oh, I want to be like them. If I do what they do, I'll get what they have, but they need to do what you're talking about now. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, oh, yeah. A lot of people say, yeah, I've got a great destiny, and then they go off to achieve it. And I'm like, I'm not sure that's how destiny arrives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Maybe it is. I, I just not in line with Bible. Like, I mean, with all the people. I mean, and that's why. I mean, the one thing I love serving is like I get to be more like Joseph if I serve. I get to be more like David. You know, everybody thought he was just ruddy dude, like the runt of the litter. Joseph was a slave for crying out loud, and then he was accused of like adultery and thrown in prison, and then boom, all of a sudden he's second in command of all of Egypt. You know, just like all those stories. Like I. 
I want to be like those guys and follow in their footsteps because that's what it yields, you know? Mm -hmm. So not everybody has the opportunity to switch culture, switch countries and go serve somebody else. Mm. What encouragement would you give to people who are listening today about how to apply service in their normal everyday life? I mean, serving serving under people that you look up to and also serving under people that, you know, you'll look at the way that they're leading and think, oh, I would do that differently. But I think serving in serving in any capacity is going to further your walk with the Lord. Yeah, I don't know. It's so many broad answers like humility, teachability, like all those things. But I'm let's say I'm listening to this podcast. Yeah. I'm driving my way to work. I have a job. I go to a church. How do I serve? If serving is a key to releasing destiny, I can't quit my job and, you know, move to the other side of the world and serve. And my point is you don't have to do that. We can we can serve in any capacity. What, what encouragement would you give to people? I mean, serve exactly where you're at. Even if it's even if you're serving at a restaurant, like literally waiting tables, like serve your leaders there. Um, you know, serve at the church that you're at. Join the join the prayer team or or learn from the people around you. That's what we did yeah. when we were here. Stack the chairs, clean the toilets, things like that. Or I mean, also just ask the Lord where to serve. Because uh, I feel like. He'll give you a call, and then once he gives you that, then serve no matter what. So you something you said just made me think of something. You said stack the chairs and clean the toilets. And I think people get the idea that once you're in full-time ministry, that's, those aren't the things that you do anymore, which certainly wasn't our experience. There, Once you're yeah. in full-time ministry, that means everything's your job. Exactly. But, but t- tell me about that. You know, you guys... Go over there, you're in full-time ministry. You just do the sexy parts of the job, right? There's no, like, other stuff. Oh, yeah, you've made it after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. It's a breeze. Uh-huh. Yeah, rock star status, right? <laughs> no, it's, I think that's, it's always part of it. Well, as soon as, you know, we, in our last podcast, we talked about the the big dream and, and getting over there, that's the, that's the destiny. But then when you get there, all of a sudden, you're hit with all the responsibilities. Like, now we're going to you know, we're, we have to lock up and open up and, and, you know, that doesn't look like pretty, but it was a huge part of where we're going. I think Sarah Morgan's message at Emanate was amazing where she just said that destiny is hard work. And I think people look at, you know, the ministry or if they want to be a musician or they look at being an artist of some sort or whatever their dream is. And they think it, it once you get there, everything's great, but mm-hmm. it's, it actually does take a lot of work and that's not a bad thing it's a great thing it's something that means that you're living in your destiny yeah i think you train for responsibility don't you yeah so whatever field the lord's going to release you into you're going to train for responsibility in those places yeah Mm -hmm. so that's what made me think because you know over lunch when we were chatting and you were saying yeah there's been opportunities to stack chairs and clean toilets and do all this stuff that nobody realizes you know people are doing they're probably just thinking oh but you guys teach too and you lead atlas and you do this and you do that yep but you also stack chairs yeah you know and there's Mm -hmm. it's that's that's what serving looks like yeah you you Mm -hmm. look for the gaps and you you stand in them don't you it's all the private victories it's the things that no one sees but the lord sees and i think that's where the joy comes from yeah totally because it's always a pleasure to do those things too i mean sometimes it's strenuous but at the same time it's not like I'm gritting my teeth, oh, I've got to do this again, kind of thing. Sometimes it is. Sometimes. You'll find that pain when you're serving really hard. Yeah. And, and I think that most of the joy comes from seeking that 
that affirmation that we need from the Lord because the Lord is really proud of all those things that no one else can see. And that's where we get filled up and that's what mm-hmm. keeps us going. That's what makes us want to serve more. Yeah. I think it's inspiring to me because I'm reminded that scripture, those who like pray in secret will, you know, reap reward other than those who pray in public. And I'm like, I like the secret things a lot because I know that that's more pleasing to him than public things. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Where do you think favor fits into all of this? Because you guys obviously have favor. How how does favor work? I'm on this quest to understand that. How has it worked in your life, do you think? Because there's lots of people that, I mean, Gary and Sarah travel around the world, and yet they they called about you. What do you think it was about you guys? We ask them that all the time. We're like, <laughs> did you see something? Like, did you see like an angel standing up and like, pick this person kind of thing? They never say that that happened. <laughs> well, I mean, I listened to a teaching that you gave at Emanate about favor mm-hmm. that really blessed me about serving and seeking wisdom and, you know, intimacy. And I think all of that is what we try to steward the most is seeking wisdom, being intimate with the Lord and serving um, your leaders and serving your friends and serving, you know, the Lord and spending a, a good deal of time with Him. And I think that the more time you spend with the Lord and the more time you spend serving, I think favor is just a gift that God just kind of sprinkles on you. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, you spend time with me. And and it's not because we have to, it's because we want to. And as a good father, he's like, I'm just going to sprinkle favor on you because you don't have to do this. You want to do this. And I want to do this for you. Do you think there's an element? I like to think that favor is completely impartial. But I wonder if there's an element, and this is a question, where... You know, that verse that says, well done, good and faithful servant, you who are mm. faithful and little will be put in charge over much. I wonder if if we demonstrate faithfulness and that attracts favor. I mean, I have no no idea. I'm just kind of throwing out ideas of just of based on the, the favor I see on people's lives. Like when we grow in favor, we haven't squandered the favor. We've used it responsibly. Anyway, these are the thoughts that pass through my head. I don't have a, mm. an answer for it. Mm. Yeah, so I, I love to put to practice what you're saying, like in the little things, you know? I mean, even like picking up trash on the sidewalk or something like that. But I know Tink and I really make an effort to try to do everything excellently, not in a performance or striving way, but just a, a way to like chase down the loose ends that otherwise, you know, people would be like, ah, you don't need to worry about that. And Tink and I are like, no, let's take a second to look at that and and see, even if it's like a keynote image being like, you know, off center or something like that. So yeah, I think in the little things we we did we always do that. So maybe that has something to do with favor. I think about what Josh and Sarah said on their podcast too a while ago, like just following favor, like as doors open, walking through them, and things like that. Because mm. sometimes there would be doors that open, like I don't know if I want to walk through that, but because it's opening, it's like take a second to you know think about it. Mm. Here's a question for you. Okay. If you each could go back five years and encourage yourself with something, what would you tell yourself from five years ago? Um, I would tell myself that it's not so much about the destiny on your life. It's more about the purpose of your life, which is about being a son of God. That it's not so much about what you're going to do. I mean, that's good and great and awesome, and there's like a plan and purpose for it, but it's more about who you are to him and how you're meant to spend eternity with him. Tink? I think I would tell myself five years ago to um, just not be afraid of who I am. Because I think back then 
I was very afraid of just being the raw tank, you know, vulnerable tank. And I think it took taking me to the other side of the world for the Lord to just put me face to face with really who I was. And I did a really good job of like, you know, being fun and all that. But there was, there was a lot of like raw stuff that hadn't come to the surface yet. And so I think for me, I would be, I would tell myself, don't be afraid to let that out more. Cool. Mm. I have a thought for you guys. Uh, okay. And, and this is along the line of encouragement. Um, but when Sarah and Gary were here, you know, we were chatting with them and um, at one point it was just Sarah and I driving and she was waxing on and on about you guys and just how amazingly you have done exactly what you're talking about, how amazingly you've served. Um, she was talking about how amazing you both are at teaching and just jumping in there and and not just the behind the scenes stuff, but the stuff with the microphone, like just getting out there and, and putting it all on the line. And uh, when she was talking about that, honestly, I was I was just so proud. I was like, yeah, guys, you're going for it. And we are so proud of you guys for just risking it and literally flying to the other side of the world, you know, and just saying, okay, God, I'm jumping in with both feet. And it is amazing, amazing to watch you guys come alive like that. We're super stoked for you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I know. It's a good thing that I know it's a good thing they can't see our tears. (laughs) Hold it together. I'm a (laughs) crybaby. Yeah, I love how the kingdom works through relationships. I love that 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 you know you guys and Gary and Sarah and me and AJ. You know that we all came to know each other through the kingdom. We all came to know each other Mm -hmm. through relationship. I love watching what you're building in Australia. I love the whole premise behind School of Prophets. I wish School of Prophets existed when I was, you know, learning how to prophesy. I think it's an amazing mm. opportunity. And I know that you guys are the backbone and, you know, the brains behind the whole thing. And, you know, well done on that. And I just love your heart in serving too. I think you you watch the dividends that that will produce, not only in the lives of the people that you're serving, but also in your life in years to come, where the Lord says, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in little, and now you're going to be faithful over much. And I've just seen it time and time again. And I, I love that you're living that message. Mm-hmm. Where can people find out more about you? Well, we are about to launch our website um, for Atlas, yeah. um, which is going to be atlasmelbourne.com. Dot com. And talk to me about Atlas Melbourne. Well, I guess when we were moving to Australia, we found out we didn't have a community and that was there was benefits to that but we we're also like how can we make more friends when when we don't have any young adults like in our church community so we kind of thought of this idea of creating a young adults movement like group sort of thing for like a regional meeting so we started this idea called atlas and we made it up with our friends and i think Jesse gave us a logo or something like in a day and within 2 hours we came up with this idea and then um, posted a Facebook event, and then a bunch of these young adults from different young adults groups came around. They didn't know you? No, they just saw it on Facebook or something. I don't even know. How did, so how did you they... were like, I wish we had more friends. I know what we'll do. We'll create an event to attract people we right. would like to be friends with. <laughs> it was pretty desperate. Yeah. <laughs> it was a desperate I mean, we, we pretty much blasted Facebook. That's amazing. Messaged everyone that we knew and asked them to share it and that kind of thing. And then on the first night, there were so many people that we didn't know, like just... Right. Young adults from everywhere that had come. And so 
It was really cool. Okay. I love even that because a lot of people just sit there and complain, you know, not to be mean, but they would, they would sit and complain about their circumstances. And instead of doing that, you go, all right, well, you know, Holy Spirit, give me an idea. How do we fix this? Mm. You know, how do we answer this? Mm. And you become an answer to an existing problem rather than just another person who's talking about it. Wow, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't have seen it that way. But mm. I mean, yeah, we, we 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 still didn't know what we were doing at that point. We were just like, let's just have a worship night right. and gather young adults from different churches and see what happens. And even now we're still trying to catch up with what God's doing. Um, so the website that we're going to be launching, Sam had a dream about this actually, Mm. of creating like, um, like a resource place for people our age to just go online and, you know, watch a five minute video based on what we talk about at the Atlas meeting for the month. And then, you know, um, a Bible verse that's broken down, a blog, an interview. Um, so we'll be uploading stuff like that onto the website. Um, sounds like you're putting together all your skills into an amazing pot to produce incredible food for Melbourne. So we're trying to That's do. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. I mean, we just really want to steward well what the Lord's doing because mm-hmm. we've, yeah. Look at you guys using words like steward and serve. <laughs> and favor. How do we clone you? How do we clone you? It's because of you. <laughs> All of it. It's uh, Well, that's very sweet. I'm sure it's uh, more than me and AJ. I'm sure Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and your own, you, you know, you've stewarded things so well. It's amazing to see. Yeah. Thank well you. done. Thanks. So if people want to uh, follow you on social media, on Instagram, what are your what are your tags? Uh underscore sam mcleod mm-hmm. and then <laughs> he says with a question mark i'm looking at tink because <laughs> she knows better than me <laughs> it's underscore sam mcleod yeah. and then i'm just tink mcleod on Mc everything on instagram oh. yeah. at a girl if you want to see tink's uh dance moves every once in a while she does some insta <laughs> stories that are just absolutely hysterical just for you so no, thank you no thank word you. of a lie one yeah. year for my birthday i was watching youtube and i saw this crazy dance and so i texted tink and said what did I say? You got 20, 24 hours to learn this. <laughs> and I did. And, and I you did. That. Like, Tink is an amazing dancer slash performer anyway, but I just thought that was hysterical. I was like, there's no way you're going to do that. And, <laughs> and, and you did. Yeah. Where our, our, uh, our instant flash mobs disappeared when you flew to Australia. So, know. you know, I'm, I'm mm. you know, Grace Center is without still flash on YouTube, mobbing. Though. Well, that's true. That's true. Or Vimeo. I don't remember. <laughs> Sarah Pape sent it to me the other day. I was like, oh my gosh, bust from the past. All right. Well, thank you to our good friends, Sam and Tink, for being here on the podcast. If you want more information about them, check the show notes. We'll put links to everything that we talked about today. So, babe, are you ready for a listener's question? No. We'll get ready. Okay. This is a great one. This is an anonymous question. Mm -hmm. An anonymous writes, my boyfriend really likes the TV show The Walking Dead and How I Met Your Mother, which glorifies sex and evil things. He doesn't see anything wrong with it because it's, quote, just TV, but I'm completely against it for reasons I don't know how to put into words. What do you think about watching TV like that, and what shows do you watch? Yeah, I would say you want to pay attention to your spirit. I I don't think I could watch something. I don't think I could watch The Walking Dead. There's lots of stuff that even lots of believers that I know watch that I can't watch. Um, So I think you want to really pay attention to uh, content and how it makes you feel, um, because you know, again, it's it's about ear gate and eye gate. Like you, you want to be careful about what are you looking at, what are you listening to. Um, so certainly, if if you feel affected by it, 
you don't want to watch it. But I mean, there's lots of stuff I don't watch just because I'm like, wow, that's that's just uh, making something sexy that God doesn't say is sexy, if that makes sense. No, that's the wrong way of putting it. That's glorifying something that God doesn't glorify. And so, um, we, you know. Here's the thing. Like, I agree with everything you've just said, but the outworking of that is all deeply personal to yes. the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's shows that you would watch, for example, I don't know, take, take Designated Survivor, right? Yeah. The Kiefer Sutherland show that you're currently watching. Yeah. Uh, you love that. You feel no conviction when watching that. Yeah. You you know, it, it doesn't freak you out. It doesn't wind you up. It, right. It's a good, you know, you, you're loving it. But there could be Christians who'd be like, I can't watch that because of the violence depicted in it. Or I can't watch that, you know, for whatever reason. sure. And you can't, you're not expected to live by their convictions. Right. And equally, I could have friends who might watch The Walking Dead, for example, and I can't expect them to live by my convictions. So right. it's all, you. everything you just said is great. You want to pay attention to what goes into your eyes and ears, and you also want to make sure that you've not dumbed your spirit. One of the things that I've noticed is what I watch often muddies my dreams or my visions. Yeah, well, that's a lot of why I can't watch stuff like that. Right. But anyway, I think you let the Holy Spirit, you know, guide you through what you're watching. Yeah. In terms of TV programs that we watch that we like, I love The West Wing. The West Wing is awesome. Of course, that's Netflix, like it's older stuff. Um, Fixer Upper. I love I love any DIY show. I could live on watching those. We're currently watching the TV version of Lethal Weapon. Yep. Yeah, we are. I've been watching something called The Good Doctor, which is like about a... Um, a doctor who's on the autistic spectrum kind of thing. It's interesting. Is he a good doctor? He's a good doctor. Okay. He's sweet. Oh. He's sweet, but he has no people skills. He just sort of says, yep, you have cancer. You're dying. It's very, And then everybody runs around and tries to clean up his messes. But anyway, it's 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 amusing. Uh, Christmas is coming up. I haven't even worked out how many weeks till Christmas. Uh, <laughs> but here's the thing. You I'm not can, ready for Christmas because we have to talk about this. <laughs> you can never start your Christmas shopping too early. And I want to highly recommend... AJ's book called Finding Father. It's a 12-week devotional study that you work through each day. It's a big book, but actually a short read because you read a little bit every day and there's activations for you to put into practice every week. The whole book has been designed to take you into a closer relationship with God. Literally, there are five-star reviews, tons of them on Amazon and on Apple's iBookstore, and it's changed lives all over the world. The consistent feedback we get from people who read it are like, oh my gosh, this book absolutely radically changed my walk with God. We've got free two-day shipping for everybody in the United States. And if you live further afield, we understand that shipping big books costs a lot of money. I'm looking at you, Australia. I'm sorry that it costs more to ship the book than to buy the book. But we also have versions for your Kindle, for your iPhone, and a very special edition for those of you who've got iPads, and it looks gorgeous. Head over to alanandaj.com slash findingfather for more info. They make incredible Christmas gifts. We'd encourage you to get your order in. Think how good it would be to say, I'm done Christmas shopping. We can help you get a head start. Show notes for this week are at alanandaj.com slash 172. And we will be back with you next week. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games. Paleo donuts and the kindness of God The things we deal with every day From Franklin, Tennessee They are just like you and me Alan yeah. and AJ oh, yeah. Keeping up with the Jones
Joneses Keeping up with the Joneses Sharing their life experiences Keeping up with the Joneses Keeping up with the Joneses They talk about faith in God And everything under the sun If you are a human being There's something here for everyone